0: Okay, let's get cracking. All right,
1: let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Greetings and welcome to the Wizard in the World podcast. I'm joined today by my very dear friend, Karim Surur. Karim, welcome.
1: Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for coming. This is so exciting because it's my first in-person recording.
1: It's a pleasure to be the first person to um, (laughs) do the podcast face-to-face. To To
0: do the dirty. (laughs) We were just having a conversation about relationships, and you were saying that you feel that you've had almost a crash course in relationships later in life. Do you want to tell us more about that?
1: That's true. So uh, recently I broke up from a three and a half relationship, and before that, I don't consider myself to ever been in a serious relationship. And, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of things, you know, in this relationship, which we're not going to get into the detail of everything, of but the point of it is I've learned so much in such a short period of time. And I think the most grateful thing, I don't regret anything in this relationship. And I'm most grateful that I was actually able to learn from this relationship. And it took a lot of reflection, a lot of shedding away my ego. And yeah, so I'm just happy that, you know, I came out of this hopefully a better person. So.
0: So what would you say is the biggest lesson you that
1: you learned? I think it's just a, like an understanding of what ego is. Um, mm. You know, when you shed that away, you see things clearly. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the biggest lesson out of this relationship. And uh, just that, you know, you have your needs, you know, the other person has their needs as well. You know, it's uh, it's not only about being honest, but it's also understanding about the person's needs so mm. yeah
0: it's funny because it makes me think of the word alchemy which i've been hearing a lot recently and it's really this idea of transformation and of relationships as the alchemy of the inner self so i think our generation has a bit of an obsession with accept me as i am you know i'm perfect or there can't be any friction or people say it's great we never fight and actually i really believe that the the relationships that are the most transformative are the ones where there is that friction are the ones where your ego comes out i mean Absolutely. a friend of mine put it to me really well one time where i remember i was single and in a way i found being single really easy because you know you only have to deal with yourself <laughs> exactly you could this, like, i was like i'm great i'm so mature i'm so balanced <laughs> And I was then in this situation. I, I, I felt like I'd lost my footing. And she gave me a beautiful image. She was like, you know, if you imagine that your life is like a lake and it's so calm and serene on the surface and it's amazing. And then when you enter a relationship, it could apply to any relationship, parents, friends, but particularly romantic relationships. It's like someone bringing a stick and stirring your lake and so there are all of these ripples and these waves, but also all of the shit at the bottom comes up to the top. Yeah. And you could look at it and think, oh my fucking God, there's all of this shit. Like, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Or you can look at it and say, God, I'm so grateful because now I have an opportunity to take this out of my lake. And it's really an opportunity for us to simply, yeah, to grow, to transform, to alchemize. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, I sometimes hear stories and it's funny because, you know, we hear these stories and everyone's like, so human, I do it too, but it's like, oh my God, that's outrageous, it's unbelievable. And then I look at some of the things that I've done in relationships, and I was like, it was, it's terrible, you know, and you never think you'd be that person. <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And I think it's having kindness for it, because...
1: Absolutely, you know? absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, you know, that's the thing, you know, you, you thought at some point that you wouldn't be this person, but, you know, now you're able to see... That and having that clarity in your life is, I think, what growth is. You know? mm.
0: And that also that you're not like those bad behaviors. For example, I don't even call. I don't even want to give them a meaning, good or bad. But those behaviors that you maybe don't like about yourself, it's also, I think, having the the separation to not shame yourself for them. It doesn't mean saying that they're great, but like it's so easy to then feel guilty. Oh my God, I did all this stuff, and then you end up in like a shame spiral. Why did I do this? Why didn't I do better? and actually it's it's can you like i found a lot of um comfort in taking a step back and just saying okay this is something i experienced or this was you know something that yeah something i experienced whether it's an emotion or or whatever and or a behavior but that's not who i am It, it was just something transitory
1: absolutely i think i think the tone that you have with yourself is very important i mean I fall into the trap, you know, of uh, just being too harsh, you know, with myself, you know, the, even my tone, you know, like my voice in my head, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just almost destructive. And, you know, I compare that with, you know, giving advice to a friend, for example, you know, like your, your voice is soft and you're kind and you're forgiving, mm-hmm. you know, and we sort of tend to, we, we forget to do that with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I think it's very important to remind ourselves that, you know, listen to that voice, you know, listen to that tone and just, Imagine that you're giving advice to a dear friend or a family member, mm-hmm. and just try to do that with yourself. Or
0: mm-hmm. well, to your nieces, I know that you have nieces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would never speak to your exactly. nieces. I'm sure the way you speak to yourself. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: and yeah. inside, I think we are all like, "Hello, I'm not a child." We are. We're all children inside. We all have this part of us that can be so easily, you know, so easily nurtured, and you're sore, but so easily like hurt or restrained. You know, like a friend was just telling me that. She had a family disagreement and you know it makes everyone withdraw, but it was it was one harsh word, you know, but then the impact is so disproportionate. Yeah, yeah. Well, even today, so I was just telling you that I went to this exercise class and it was fantastic. I had a great time and I, I met a girl there who was telling me that she's about to start teaching it. And I, mean, I she was crazy because I was like, why would you subject yourself? <laughs> to that this? amount of
1: torture. <laughs> to
0: that amount of torture, it was so intense. <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, I'm about to start teaching, but my class is going to be shit. It's going to be shit. Like, I know it's going to be shit. Yeah. And I said, why would you say that? Yes. Why would you say that? I mean, why would you say that to me, a potential client? And why would you say that about yourself? She's like, no, 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 no. I just, I know it's going to be shit. And I was like, no, I was like, people aren't also coming. F- I really believe people don't go. I mean, I used to teach and I, I would say it wasn't, be- I don't think that my class was better than anyone else's or I, it's not that I was particularly good or not good is that you provide an environment where people will come and feel good about themselves. Yeah. And I was like, if you feel good about yourself, they'll feel good about themselves Absolutely. and just, you know, say say that they'll come and they'll feel great. It doesn't matter how good they are on this machine, which is literally, as you said, a torture device. <laughs> it just matters that, you know, if they can't do it, dance along next next to it, you know, it's okay. Absolutely. I used to say, if you can't run in my class, just dance on the treadmill. I don't even really care, <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I got into DJing a few years ago, as you know, I mm. just love music and I really wanted to learn how to mix, you know. And that's the thing about DJing as well. It's, it's it really, people feed off your energy. So, like, if you're not comfortable about, you know, sharing your music, you know, with the dance floor, people are going to pick up on that, you know. Mm. So, it's very, very important to have that, you know, belief and calm in yourself that, you know, Mm. and and enjoy the process, you know. Enjoy Mm. that, you know, you're sharing music, something that you love. And, yeah, it's important to. so uh, true. To, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I felt it actually with, we went to a few parties recently and there was, I remember one DJ who, and maybe he was having a bad day and it can happen to all of us, but he he basically looked a bit grumpy Yeah. and he was playing amazing music, but I couldn't have a good time because I just kept looking at him and I just thinking like, you clearly don't want to be here. So why would I want to be here? Exactly. Where then there were these other people and it wasn't even my favorite type of music, but they were having so much fun. And I just felt like I was just with them in this kind of, I mean, the DJ was having more fun than anyone else. He literally, like he would yeah. play his music. And he was like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was like, you're amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, something weird, and weirdly enough, I learned the whole idea of gratitude from DJing mm. recently, actually like a week really? ago. Yes. And you know, if people would bounce, you know, this word, around a lot you know you have to be grateful you know and you know, you, you know gratitude you have to have gratitude and I just never understood like I knew what it meant but I, I didn't really see the impact that it had on me I just didn't know what it means to be grateful you know yes I'm grateful you know I you know have good health or whatever but I just mm. it's something that you take for granted so you can't really relate to a couple of weeks ago we were uh, my friends and I we were organizing a, a house party and you know we had like Five or six djs on the lineup and the thing about djing is everyone wants you know the the peak slot you know it's a slot mm-hmm. where everyone's there everyone's gonna listen to the music everyone's usually like fighting over the slot so um, mm. i wasn't involved in like organizing the lineup the time slots for every dj but i had a friend who, who was doing that this friend shared the, the lineup I'm Like, okay this is the lineup and i got like the worst slot which is like an opening slot and you think about it it's as the worst slot because, you know, it's an early slot, no one's going to be there. And I felt really bad about it. I'm like, why, why do they always get the early slot? I was, you know, almost bitching about it, you mm. know. And then, then I started feeling envious, you know. I was like, why is this person getting the better slot, you know. And I had all these, like, negative emotions. We almost got into, like, a disagreement. And then we we said, okay, we'll talk about it later. And then I was actually driving. and uh, And then I thought about it, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I have such negative feelings toward towards other people? And I really hated that. I didn't like that at all. Then I thought about it. You know what? I should be actually grateful that I'm on the lineup. I should be grateful that I have an opportunity to share music with my friends, you know? Mm. And it, it just suddenly clicked. I understood. And I was really grateful that, you know, I was just playing music. And it just suddenly shifted my perspective on things. And that's when I understood what what Mm. gratitude is. And I ended up having an amazing party. I played a kick-ass set,
0: and I got a lot of compliments.
1: And Mm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the party, I enjoyed my friend's music. And I felt happy, and I felt positive emotions towards everyone else. And I think that was the moment where I learned the power of gratitude.
0: It reminds me actually I had a I had a moment yesterday where I actually also felt very envious of something in my in my career as well and I wrote to one of my best friends and and it was actually very uncomfortable because I I honestly hadn't felt that way in maybe 2 years like I felt quite at peace with everything I felt quite happy and then this thing came up and I just it triggered all of this old insecurity and then that kind of transformed into resentment and into this just Yeah. Uncomfortable emotion. And my friend reminded me and she said, you know, the situation that I was unhappy about. She was like, that isn't even a situation you really want. You're imagining that it's a situation you want because of how how I like do my business, for example. But she was saying, you know, this person who has what you think you want, you don't know what terms they're under or what they're accepting. Like you might not have accepted the terms that they're doing it on it just completely relaxed me because i was like oh yeah i was like i'm where i need to be i am where i need to be yeah and so the right things come with that and from that and then it completely relaxed me
1: absolutely absolutely
0: and as you said and then i was like actually happy for this other person cuz i was like actually that's that's your thing and we can both thrive and we can all be successful and exactly there's space for everyone and yeah. there's you know there's actually a great, for anyone listening, a great journal called the Five Minute Journal. And they also have an app that's free. I really recommend it. And it's founded by a woman called Mimi Icon, who is at Mimi Icon, I-K-O-N-N. It is actually really powerful because it's all about an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> but it's very simple. The idea is, is that at the very like as soon as you wake up and as soon as you go to sleep is when your brain is obviously like the like the most malleable, basically. And so the first thing you do when you wake up is either with this physical copy or through the app, you write down three things you're grateful for. They they don't have to be even abstract. It's it's little things we forget, you know, like, I'm grateful that I had a good night's sleep. I'm grateful that I'm in a warm, comfy bed. I'm grateful that I have loving friends and family. You then write three things that would make your day great, but they have to be things that you know you'll achieve. So not like, I'm going to be a global pop star but it could even be like today i'm going to have a a really good cup of coffee and i'm going to have five minutes for myself and then you write your affirmation for the day positive whatever it is i'm healthy i'm happy i'm i flow with ease through life i am you know i'm tapped into the abundance of life whatever it is you want to choose and then when you come to reflect on your day again the last thing before you go to bed for a start hopefully you'll have achieved the three things because you've made them things that you know you'll do today so you you feel great you're like wow i've you know, I had my cup of coffee, it was amazing. Yeah. I called a friend, I feel great. <laughs> and you do feel great. And then you write three things that were amazing today. And it could be, again, unexpected, a great chat with the barista as I got my cup of coffee, or I bumped into this person, or you know what, I heard birds singing in the trees, and I felt like just, it was gorgeous. It's so funny because I notice when I don't do it, I become, it's not that I'm not grateful, I just don't notice the little things as much. Yeah. And actually, noticing all the little things makes me so grateful because I'm sure you know as well. And they always say, and again, it's a bit cliche, but these are all I think such truths that we just all forget. But
1: that's why it's cliche because it, it's true.
0: It's so <laughs> true. But you wanted to be. There was a time you wanted to be where you are now. When you started DJing, you would have killed for an opening slot. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. No one knew who you were. You didn't. That that was a thing that you wanted to be. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it just reminded me, you know, when you're saying about this, you know, to be grateful about this, these little things, you know, Mm. and I think the keyword for me is little, you know, and I think Mm. it's, it ties in with goals as well, because sometimes we put big goals, you know, and that, you know, if I achieve this, you know, I'll be happy or, you know, if I work out, you know, five times a week, (laughs) you know, I'll be happier and but sometimes just setting yourself really small goals yeah. is, is important to get you started. And I think the trickiest thing about, you know, setting a goal is, is actually starting it. And, and for me, yeah. I think the best way to start something is to set really tiny goals for yourself. So, for example, I've been uh, struggling to, you know, to start working out, for example. I haven't worked out you know, previously in a few months, you know, and is really struggling to work out. You know, so at first I set myself a goal, you know, I'm going to work out three times a week, uh, spend one hour in the gym. And just, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't start. Mm. And the way I started was I said, okay, today I'm just going to prepare my workout clothes. Mm. That's it. That's, the, that's mm. my goal. And I did, you know, and I felt good. It was mm. a, a tiny, stupid goal, but it, I really felt good about it. That I achieved that goal. You know, next time I said, I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm not going to even go to the gym. I'm just going to buy a ticket to the gym, mm. and I did that, you know. And then I'm like, okay, I bought a ticket. I might as well, you know, go on the treadmill. And you know, it, it's just it's like mm. a rope, right? Like so it keeps you know pulling mm. the rope, pulling you in until you finally mm. achieve that goal. It takes a bit more time, but at least you'll.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, it's funny because I've been experiencing a different, a similar thing. Sorry, so I was, so I was basically working out loads because I was teaching up until March, and then the studio closed. And then I felt quite lost because it had given me such a structure. And then I was traveling like back and forth and just and life became a bit like just different and a bit hectic. And I then got a membership to a gym and then I never went. And then a bit like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go every day. And then I had all of these ideas. And then there were all of these different things. i was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay, this week I'll go every day. And then this week. And then I went once or twice and, and meh, you know, the truth is I wasn't feeling it. And then I was like, okay, why? why do I want to go to the gym? You know, because I want to be fixed. I want to look good in a bikini to be honest. No. I mean, we yeah. think yes, but no, actually no, because I could look, I could be 10 kilos or 20 kilos less or whatever and still feel shit in a bikini Yeah. because it's inside. Right. Yeah. So why do I want to move? Because I feel mentally good about myself. Right. Okay. So what is it about? Is it going to the gym? No, it's moving or doing something for my body. And so that translated into me, putting on my workout clothes which I'm actually sitting in now and maybe it was just sitting for five minutes on my yoga mat yeah. and it was a five minute breath thing or it was literally going for a walk and it didn't have to be long but it was just oh you know what I do a lot which I love is dancing around my house
1: yeah well that's the first thing you did when I walked in so.
0: yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you must be terrified I literally like for context for anyone listening I literally greeted him at the door dancing, playing a super hippie trippy yoga song with Palo Santo in my hand. <laughs>
1: like, like, what the
0: hell is going on here? <laughs> I was like, come on, let me <laughs> He was so scared he didn't even take his backpack off. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, yeah. I wanted to ask you actually about your guy friends. Not about their secrets, anything like that. But I think you know, we hear all of this rhetoric nowadays about, you know, men don't share their feelings, whatever, but you actually do You're so open and you're so emotionally vulnerable. And it's almost funny because you're saying you haven't had a serious relationship Mm. until relatively recently, Mm. but you are very, very emotionally intuitive and intelligent from my perspective. And you all seem to have very good communication. What do you think was the, what's the foundation of that? Has it always been like that? Or did it evolve with time?
1: Yeah. I mean, it did. I think, First I kind of resented that a little bit.
0: Did you? I did,
1: yeah. You know, I was like I felt that I was, you know, being too emotional and I was at times, you know, and it's sort of it's like, you know, a characteristic that I didn't really like about myself, you know. Mm. And I I just, you know, started to understand what being emotion emotional is, you know, it's it's having that, you know, compassion, you know. And, maybe a better understanding of you know the other person's emotions and feelings and i thought you know that's actually a good thing you know mm. and it just flipped you know like i'm not scared of it anymore you know i actually have embraced it almost you know mm. and now i see it as actually one of one of you know the good characteristics mm. you know of you know me as a character is being able to you know having that emotional intelligence you know or that compassion so, yeah, it's just changed with time, I guess you know you learn more about yourself, you learn to accept things, you know, and that's yeah, it's amazing what it is.
0: And so you went to a wedding yeah. in France, mm. I think, in France. Yeah. and you told me it was one of the most special ceremonies. yeah, yeah. why why is that?
1: <sighs> wow, it's, it's it's just everything really. I think uh, I think the fact that they had one of their best friends moderate the, th- the ceremony. Oh wow so i've never experienced anything like that it was it was just like very personal every everyone who played a part in this ceremony had had something special to say you know and you almost you're almost listening to everyone and you're it's almost like a learning experience you know like everything was said everything that was said you take something from so it was just a beautiful ceremony really and you know since you've mentioned you know this this trip you know one of, one of the main reasons why I went on this trip is to actually try to uh, break away from, uh, you know, especially the relationship that I've been, I, you know, I wanted, you know, to a change of scenery, I, I haven't been abroad in a while, and and you know, I had so much expectations of, you know, uh, of what I get out of this uh, this uh, trip, and I almost like overburdened myself, you know, mm. I had all these expectations that, you know, I, I want to you know, forget about, you know, whatever's going on here in Cairo, you know, and I want to meet uh, people and I want to travel. I've organized this road trip and I want to do this and that. And it's just, you know, being in that state of mind, I almost didn't enjoy the trip. I couldn't see the 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 good things about it right. because I was just like had so many expectations. And then actually towards the end of the trip i started thinking did i actually enjoy that or not and i started reflecting on what happened during that trip and it turned out to be actually amazing and you know i tried one of the main reasons is i wanted to forget about you know a relationship that i was in but actually i was faced with lessons on relationships all around mm. since my first day wow. in Norway, greece until the day i left so I met, uh, you know, a friend in, in Greece and, you know, the first thing that we started talking about, you know, is, is her, you know, meeting this 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 new guy and, you know, what it meant for her. And I was telling her about my relationship and, and then, you know, I move on to a wedding, you know, and two people, two of my dearest friends, you know, are starting a new relationship and how their friends, so how their friends were celebrating them. So wow. uh, it's just like seeing... What it means to be friends and how friends celebrate each other and you know they, you know we don't have time to go through what they've done you know for him but you know they've basically just one well, a couple of them organized a play you know celebrating wow. his life's journey in a very funny way you know and then there was i went to uh, spent a week with my sister and her husband and i saw like the dynamics of their relationship and you know the things i could sort of take from that you know and oh. uh, it's just, it made me appreciate the trip so much more, you know, when I let go of that burden and, you know, expectations and ended up appreciating the trip and having a great time in the end.
0: I mean, it's funny cause it also reminds me, well, two things. The first is um, I had this idea for a new reality TV show a bit based on this. Did you ever see super nanny? Nope. Oh, it was amazing. It's this woman who is a super nanny and she would go <laughs> into people's houses with difficult children. And she would then just basically observe the dynamic and then give advice on how to kind of parent the child. But I think you see so much about people in a family dynamic. And I was like, I just wanna, I was like, can I be paid to just go and live with people for a week? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I'll just tell them all their issues. <laughs> but also coming back to Greece, cause we saw you in Greece. Yeah. So I was in Greece for my, for my 30th birthday and it was very funny because we obviously met up we had an amazing like lunch and everything and then we went to your hotel and you were looking for your money yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. were like i've got all of this cash that i've taken out for this trip yeah. and then you look in your backpack and your backpack has a huge hole in the bottom yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh my fucking god the money's gone the money's gone <laughs> And you're freaking out. And yeah. we're freaking out, we're like, oh fuck. And, like, you know, and then we're like, also I'm a bit paranoid by nature. So I'm like, or, or cynical maybe is the better word. So I'm like, did someone slice your bag to pick it all? <laughs> yeah, <I remember laughs> it's like, it's, these, it's the thieves on the train that came with a knife to yeah. slash your bag. You're like, no, my bag had a hole and I put the money in it anyway. You know? <laughs> I, I deserve this. And yeah. actually, that's because that was your monologue. Exactly. You were just like, I fucking deserve this. Yeah. This is my fucking Absolutely. fault. I'm a stupid motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, can you check in your suitcase, like your big suitcase? You're like, it's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in there. And I'm like, please just have a look. Anyway, and it turned out that the money was in yeah. the suitcase. Yeah. But what was so funny is obviously you had the same money before as after. But like, I think we all, we all felt rich for you. Yeah. We were like, you felt so rich at yeah. that moment, like, woo! I got, oh my I got the my I got the bills. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because yeah. it was also a lesson to me. That trip was amazing for me on like, so like, not just yes, it was my birthday and that was all amazing. But actually it was the first time in a really long time that I haven't organized a trip. and. You know how you were saying like you had all these expectations of your trip i also wonder whether it was that you know i know that you were kind of anxious about going on a road trip by yeah, yourself so yeah. it's almost like the whole time before you're probably also thinking oh wait what's it going to be like what's it going to be yeah, like exactly. yeah and i know that when i organize a trip i kind of get a bit like let's say that I'm somewhere for two or three days, but then I know that I had to go get this plane or this whatever, then I'm thinking, oh, then I'm going to have to leave at this time and I have to organise the tax and I have to go and we have to be there on time and, like, you know, because I don't want to miss it. And then and then you end up kind of just, like, doing things to make sure you don't miss the things, but you're not enjoying exactly. the moment. Yeah. And so I kind of made a deal with myself before this trip. I mean, it was planned at the very last minute, which is also, like, totally against my nature. I mean, literally, like, <laughs> like beyond. But I was like, you know what? I'm not the one organizing it. And so I'm gonna enjoy every second. And if that means, and I'm not gonna put time pressure on myself, and I'm just gonna literally go with the flow. And if that means we miss the flight, that's fine. You know, it'll be an adventure. And if we miss the ferry, that's fine. And if we get lost somewhere, you know, in this marble quarry with our car, that's fine. You know. (laughs) And even when we went horse riding, I think I, did I tell you, I saw you after the horse riding. Yeah. Yeah, I told you my horse like literally, rolled in the sand. Yeah. And so yeah, I it was just, that's, yeah. That's cool. And so even though I was like, my horse is. Yeah. I'm like, I've literally basically been thrown off my horse and my horse is now on its back with its legs in the air. Like, uh, yeah, bitches. Yeah. It's summer. <laughs> and I was like, cool. You know, that like sexy falling off a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is an adventure. Like, let's go for it. So it's funny how like the mind is so actually, even today in the exercise class, the person was saying, turn off your mind. And like let your body do the work and I kind of disagreed actually because I was like don't like you can't turn off the mind and but you can you can hack it you can hack it to reframe your thoughts or reframe the way you think or you know change the the push and pull that you have with it yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean the mind is a tricky thing you know and we're actually capable of time travel you know mm. almost not 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 in physical sense but in the psychological
0: memories yeah
1: yeah and it's memories and you know the future you know being anxious about the future you know and having you know being fearful of you know the unknown you know and it's i don't know why people are obsessed about time travel you know it's not always pleasant you know but <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, yeah, the good thing, you know, obviously, if you refer to good memories, you know, it's a, it can be helpful, you know, mm. but it's just like this, you know, the, the whole idea of being anxious because, you know, the things that, you know, you're worried about things that you don't know or you're worried about failure and, and you know, referring back to the past and, you know, beating yourself up for, you know, something that you've done or something mm. that someone else has done to you, you mm. know, and I think this can be very destructive and it's it can get very tiring you know mm. so i learned something that i want to share you know Please. and uh, i think it's helped me a lot you know with this particular issue of time mind time travel you know and it's uh, it's taking mental notes and i think we've spoken about that before mm. and i think what that does is that it grounds you and it gets you back to the present so mental notes are just, you know, facts that you know about yourself. You know, one of them is, for example, I'm not afraid to fail because I have the tools to succeed, Mm
0: -hmm. for example.
1: And so when, you know, when you're worried about, you know, starting a new job and, you know, or getting into a new, starting a business, you know, and worrying about failure, you know, Yes, you know, you can, it's something that you can worry about, but you know that, you know, that you have the tools to succeed. And that sort of grounds you back into the present, you know, so that you don't have to worry about the future. So mm. I found that tool to be very helpful. I love Indeed.
0: it. It actually reminds me of a, of a complete shift in perspective. I, I used to find the hardest part of a, of a breakup actually was very much a mental projection of the future. So it wasn't necessarily the fact that it had ended. I think, To some degree, we all probably feel relieved sometimes when like, you know, because maybe no matter how sad you are, there's a part that you know that it wasn't maybe as right for you as you were convincing yourself it was. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was always this mental projection of what the future would have looked like or however far ahead you want to go, you know, and it was dismantling all of that, it kind of then transitioned into this genuinely cool belief that regardless, like basically that I will be happy and I will be loved or like that I am love and that I will express love and I will be creative. And that, so really like, it's funny because people often are like, oh, I hope, you know, touch wood, I hope X, Y, Z works out. Or, oh, you know, watch out the evil eye. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm very much like, you know, I'm like evil eye bracelets everywhere, <laughs> but also just it's okay because if it's meant to be, it will. Yeah. And if it doesn't, something better will come along. Exactly. And there's so much peace in that because you know you can just you can just relax
1: yeah absolutely yeah i think everything happens when it's supposed to happen mm. i mean this idea really made me feel relaxed about a, a lot of things and, and it's true because you know even if something bad happens you know it did happen for a reason at that specific point in your life so that you can learn a lesson and you know mm. move forward mm. so you know you can't you shouldn't hold on to things you know too much or you know think of what could have been because things will happen when they're supposed to happen so that you can learn oh. from them and move on you have to move forward
0: and you never know good or bad yeah. i mean like it's so funny because there's a story actually but I'll, I'll actually give the example of my mom's life my mom mommy if you're listening <laughs> i am allowed to share these stories um but she was to the best of my understanding and i'm sorry if i get it wrong she was engaged to someone when she was like much younger. And, you know, I think through being engaged, like she was either in London and then met him or met him and was not, but you know, basically was in London with this person and, but it didn't work out. But then because I, you know, if you think about it, cause she's in this place, she then meets my dad and they ended up divorcing, but they had us, right? They had their, their kids. And through the things that she had done with my dad, she then actually met my stepdad. And so all of these things, and through her second husband, my stepdad, is how I ended up knowing Egyptians. And it's really how, you know, like, and at the time, for example, I was like, oh my God, the divorce is so terrible. And I'm like, but actually they're so much happier. And look, look at how everything works out. And there's a great story, which I probably won't do justice to, but I read it in Eckhart Tolle's book. And I think it's probably a Zen story or something, but there's a, I think it's a a boy who lives on a farm with his, with his dad. And he goes out riding and basically the horse kind of runs away and everyone's like, Oh no, like your horses run away. Like, this is so terrible. You know, poor you, poor you. And they're like, well, good, bad, who knows? And then a week later, the horse actually comes back and it brings with it a bunch of wild horses. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what luck, what good fortune good bad who knows he goes out on the horse again but he falls and breaks his leg ah <gasps> what terrible luck you poor thing Meh. good bad who knows a war breaks out and they come and recruit all the young men but because his leg is broken he can't fight ah <gasps> what good fortune <laughs> good bad who knows yeah. you know yeah. you never know exactly. and, and we exactly. never know
1: exactly exactly yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I love that story.
1: No, I love it as well. It's a good story. Yeah.
0: Mm. Is there something you want to ask me?
1: Well, since we've talked about travel. Yeah. (laughs) um, And I'm already thinking about my next trip.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: So what was your uh, favorite place that you've uh, ever been to? Yeah.
0: The funny thing is I've been to the most amazing places in the world, but sometimes with the wrong people. And so for me, it's always actually I've realised being about going with the right person or the right people.
1: Yeah.
0: My dad lives in Brazil, and I think Brazil is magical. Wow. Like it's just the people, the energy, the the everything.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You've been?
1: No, I agree with the people part. Oh so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't met a single Brazilian who I felt, uh, you know. Mm. Um, So I'm not sure about this person. Everyone Mm. was so cheerful and so happy.
0: They're so happy. Something that I
1: found, uh, maybe I would say it was just my luck, but you know, that's my experience with Brazilians.
0: They're amazing. And it's like, I love it because it has a warmth to it. So like, I've also been to Japan and Japan was, Japan was my favorite place in terms of going somewhere different. Like I feel like most places you travel to nowadays, it sounds really silly but like everywhere has a mcdonald's everywhere has a this everywhere has a that like it's all become like yes it has a, a flavor i would say a different flavor but everywhere's very similar in many many ways yeah. japan was like a different universe like yes they had mcdonald's and starbucks but it was like it was just different yeah it was so <laughs> it was so it was so mind-blowing and i felt like i kind of entered a video game almost for like two weeks and i was like what is going on but that being said the people were very polite, don't get me wrong, but very cold. I really missed interacting. And like, they never touch. Like, there's no, like, everyone kind of just literally, literally there's like no physical touch. Like, it's not a thing in their culture. And I love, I love touch. I love, like, you know, like the Latins will just swing you around in the street. You're like, woo, let's go. So, yeah. But where I'd love to go, I've always wanted to go to Cuba. And I was like, no, nice. oh, Cuba's not the same. I'm like, You know, it's it's Cuba. Yeah, Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, Uh, I'd love to do Cuba, or I just love the Latins, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, my first ever crush was a Mexican boy.
1: Ah, that explains a
0: lot. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, I was fifteen, and I remember him because he was on exchange at my school, and I just thought that I was like, ah, wow, Mexico! (laughs) 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 So so exciting beautiful Mm. Mm. nice choices
1: nice Mm. choices yeah
0: what else do you want to ask me
1: um mm. i don't know nothing uh, nothing else comes to mind
0: it's funny because people people have struggled to ask me questions on the podcast
1: yeah i mean when you uh yeah when you put someone on the spot you know it's uh yeah it's difficult to come up with a question you know you don't know what kind of question it would be any kind of
0: question any curiosity um, or if you want my perspective or yeah. You can even have your chocolate thing do you think No. <sighs> I think it's going to be amazing, especially because now it'll be like room temperature. Oh, oh my God. yeah. It's going to be fantastic.
1: How the hell do I eat it? Oh, yeah. I think you just have to slurp it. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 imagine it's Cardi B on a pole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dive right in.
0: <laughs> no, I I <laughs> no, I'm serious. Just dive right in like. Mmm. Mmm. Because actually, you're a great cook. Mm, I'm not a great cook, but um, yeah, I like to cook,
1: and uh, I'm. Have you always cooked? No, actually, no. So my mom cooks; is a really good cook, mm. and uh, I think I started. I, I started learning how to cook when I was uh, living abroad on my own. Mm. And uh, <laughs> funny story, <laughs> we were. Um, I was with my friends in uni. Uh, we we're having a Thanksgiving dinner. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, Thanksgiving, you know, there's turkey and all that stuffing, you know, like known, you know, Thanksgiving, mm. you know, items or meals, you know, mm. certain food. And I don't know, like, I did, I, just, I only knew how to do one dish, <laughs> which was like Thai mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, white rice mm. i actually have the picture have a picture so i ended up doing that and it was just so out of place <laughs> That's <so funny. laughs> and yeah people just had a bite just to, <laughs> to,
0: to please you, the, to exactly- <laughs> you know I, actually I actually once had um a flatmate boy at all, and she was much younger than me it was uh, she was actually a family friend and her boyfriend would often come around. They were literally, they were like between 18 and 20, like they were very young and he'd never, I think really cooked yeah. because I think he'd always had Like, I think his, you know, his mom had always cooked at home or whatever, but he, he literally didn't, had never even made pasta, which to my mind was insane, but you know, there you go. And so she was kind of like, okay, well today you're making dinner. And he was like, okay, I'm going to make like spaghetti bolognese or whatever. And so I walk into the kitchen The water's boiling and the spaghetti's just standing straight in the pan. And I'm like, (laughs) like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cooking the pasta. I said, what do you mean? He was like, yeah, like, this is how you could." He was like, you know, I said, but it's not all in the water. He said, but won't it just fall down and like cook itself and bless him. He didn't know that you had to put all of the pasta in In the the water.
1: water, Yeah, So it cooks evenly at least, yeah. I mean,
0: to be honest, (laughs) before I told that story, I thought it'd be funny, but now that I tell it, I'm like, bless him.
1: What's the thing that scares you the most?
0: Mm. <laughs> Great question. What scares me the most? I used to be very scared of ending up with someone who didn't want to be with me. Like my biggest fear would be that I would be with someone who who wouldn't have the balls to tell me that they didn't want to be with me. And that like everyone would know except you. That was like, oh, it's a scary thought it was this terrifying thought that. to me like that especially when i was like 18 19 20 that was like pfft, big up on the list what is my biggest fear now i'm not gonna say i have no fears because that's probably not true we all have some fears but honestly right here right now i couldn't tell you what my biggest fear is because actually you know what was my biggest fear oh my gosh okay so basically like a lot of the things that I was the most afraid of happened. So I was so afraid of, of a breakup, you know, and then the breakup comes or like someone read my diary and you know, there was stuff in there that, that obviously if you're writing it in there, it's because you don't want the world to know. And I was so scared of the world finding out and there was nothing crazy. It wasn't, you know, nothing terrible, but it was just personal. And I do think it's important to be able to tell your own story when you're ready. But anyway, so someone read my diary, obviously against my will, without my permission. And I'd been so scared of that for so long, and then eventually it happened, and you're like, oh, the sky hasn't fallen down, the earth hasn't shattered, you know, you just, and I think that's when the kindness kicks in, because you realize that, like, also no one really cares, like, no one really cares about your life as much as you do. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, I was so obsessed about this, this, ah, everyone is, everyone is obsessed with their own, situation. Everyone is the main character in their own story. Absolutely. yeah. And then one of the perspective that really helped me was then asking myself, okay, you know, you, you say, why is this in my movie? If I'm the kind of the director of my life and I could see myself as a character and these people come in and come out, what is the lesson here? What is this teaching me? It was a lesson in, yeah, I suppose in not holding on because then by being so afraid of something, you give it so much power. I was talking to someone about this last night. I can't remember why, but they were saying that they had a fear of commitment. But they're in a, a new relationship and i said do you tell your partner she was like yeah and i said because you know when you're when you're so afraid and it's in your mind it carries so much more power but sometimes the second you express it it loses its pull yeah. so yeah what's your biggest fear Oh my God. <laughs> I asking questions. <laughs>
1: um i think my biggest fear is uh i mean at the moment is maybe not living up to my full potential
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so I think I have you know certain ideas and ambitions of you know what I want to do and what I want to achieve and you know I feel that I've spent so much time searching for that and I feel that I've found it in you know at least I believe that I've found you know my purpose at least in my professional sense Mm -hmm. and it's you know having finally found that I'm just afraid that I wouldn't be able to live up to my full potential of actually achieving that after mm. I found it.
0: Mm.
1: So, yeah, that's my biggest fear right now.
0: Mm. That would never happen.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I hope it doesn't. Of course <laughs> not. You
0: know why? Because the fact that you're even, that you want to, I think as long as you take the pressure off yourself actually and just enjoy it, like yeah. you will reach whatever it is and you give yourself permission for that to change as well. Like what is our highest potential? Is it that you're gonna be super successful on the outside or is it that you're gonna be super happy inside? Yeah. Like for me, my highest potential is, you know, I used to be so frustrated, for example, that I couldn't use my languages in my job or I felt that I was actually being underused a lot. And then it's like, actually my, honestly my highest potential for me is to share joy wherever I go. When I'm in my highest lane, my highest power, and I can be that person that walks into a room and makes people feel more at ease and no,
1: you already do Emily. So thanks! nothing to worry about. Yeah, there. you know, that's it. And so actually
0: everything that comes around it is just a different um, way for me to express that, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's through teaching, it's just a different like prism almost yeah. of expression. Yeah. And I think you're such a kind soul. And I think you have so much like the, yeah, there's so much in that and like, just, just be yourself and trust the process and,
1: I am. Well, I'm doing Be it. True I'm not to giving yourself. up. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That was actually my birthday wish. Well, I had more than one, but one of the ones was I remember being asked my birthday, like, you know, what you kind of want and what have you learned over the past 30 years and what do you want to take forward? And I said, you know, I just, I hope that I'm always true to myself, yeah. but also knowing that myself can change. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So, so yeah. very well put. Uh, Thank you. <laughs>
0: what a joy this has been oh it's so
1: good have you enjoyed so, it i did i did I'm, you did i'm really really happy I, yeah
0: yeah thank you for having me Ria. thanks for coming you That's have amazing. a huge smile on your face <laughs> before we go just uh, maybe you could tell us where we can find you how we can find your music
1: yeah so uh so i'm on uh, soundcloud and uh, instagram amazing uh, my instagram account is cas cas here and that's my name K A S. K A S. dot here h-e-r-e and on soundcloud it's cas music so it's k-a-s-m-u-s-i-c <laughs> 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 yep.
0: so, amazing yeah well we can't wait to hear what you come out with thank you for your honesty for your vulnerability for your trust we can't wait to have you back next time
1: it's always a pleasure uh having a conversation with you and seeing you emily <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining the Wizard in the World. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Thank you so much for all your support. We can't wait until next time. Until then, don't forget to stay magic.